You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome back to the most important episode yet of 9to5 Entertainment System. We just keep getting more and more important. What do we talk about, Scott? All the important news, like Mayweather versus McGregor. Davis versus Francesca, Connor's fuck you suit, the Diaz bros, out. And then we get into some Game of Thrones spoilers and the economics of creativity. We specifically creativity. don't spoil, John. Then we talk about the future of Game of Thrones. We talk about Netflix Defenders. Toby Hopper died, Hooper died, and we love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Then we talked about On Stranger Tides and King Arthur. All this and so much more on 9 to 5 Entertainment. A little bit more. Only a little. I mean... Like, there's more. Some more. I mean, like, there's probably some parts where we're just shooting, like, kind of trailing off. It's like we're in the ghost. Fucking drain down my leg. Gross. You don't got to show us, man. It's cool. It's, <laughs> it's, cool. A, po- it's a podcast, Scott. I Just pretend. Hey, ready, 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 ready? We can like. Oh, gonna... no. Ew, gross. No, Damn, dude. That's like your whole leg got bruised. It's like you got hit hard enough on one side. And the I other side your... has the bruise. Like, it's all the that's, way up. That's the, the bruise. Oh, my God, dude. Ping. Does it go all the way up the same distance? No, gravity. Yeah, oh. gravity pulled the blood down. Have you not seen any CSI? Did you I not learn about lividity? I didn't think you were dead. Huh? <laughs> Speaking of dead, uh-huh. and that Connor yeah. McGregor's boxing. Wow, right into it, eh? I don't know. Absolutely not dead. Absolutely <laughs> not dead. Yeah, absolutely. He made so much there money. Are people lining up to fight Connor McGregor as much as possible. Yeah, and you know who they are? Poly- U- UFC guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just make a hundred million dollars? Son of a bitch! Yeah. So this is the thing that everybody was like talking what's about. The t- what's the top pay for not MMA fighters? Million like three hundred so grand. In twenty sixteen, estimates of Connor McGregor's total. Take he fought three times in 2016, mm-hmm. including big, big, big fights. Like that like seems like a lot. Diaz, Diaz, and Diaz, Diaz two, and then his uh, his oh no no Diaz two, his double title win, and then I think one of another one of his other title defenses or something like that, or whatever the heck it was. He had like three or four fights in 2016, and like estimates put him at 40 million dollars of take on wow. 2016. For, like, multiple fights. Yeah. So he, like, much... And that that includes endorsements. That includes everything. Like, his total income... Personal wealth. Personal wealth in 2016 was $40 million. He at least made double that in one fight. Yeah. uh, Against Mayweather. Like, they don't know exactly what the take is, but they said that it's going to be between, I think, 75 to 100 and something. I think it starts at 100 after after ticket sales and his cut of the gate. Well, he was was guaranteed 75. No, he was guaranteed 30. He was guaranteed 30 and conservative. I read that 30 number yeah. all over the he place. Was, he also. was guar- yeah. guaranteed 30 and like conservative projections of pay-per-view buys put him at around 75. Uh, the newspaper report I read this morning was Floyd walks away with 200, Connor yeah. walks away with 100. Yeah, exactly. That's a, that's, that's a good fucking deal for Connor to me. 100 you know, like, and, that, that, yeah. and that's, that's kind of the messed up part is that the, the top end of boxing pay is so much more than UFC. Like He was UFC's like undisputed top guy marking like four different pay-per-views, three or four different pay-per-views yeah. in a year. After, but then he can after, go and do this. After Brock Lesnar, after GSP, like Conor McGregor was the guy who stepped in. 
and more so though like he's he's made more money like the biggest the biggest single pay, uh, single fight night for Brock was UFC 200 and that was 2.5 million for fighting and yeah. McGregor made more than that on uh, McGregor Diaz too so he's like he surpassed Brock the previous single, match. single night payout yeah and stuff like that so well i mean he's also been fighting and GSP formed a union to increase purses for fights yeah and there's been changes in the industry since then for sure but at the but same like, time he's the face of the of UFC now but at the same time, exactly, that's it. So, like, with, a, with like, a marquee banner year for him in the UFC, he's still nowhere near. What, UFC what big... can't be happy about that. Like, because the time that he's, like, training for this fight and getting built up, he's not participating in the UFC. Right. Except 100%. he's wearing – except Dana White was behind him and all the press. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they, he, it, he's, he's wearing increasing the credibility. They, yeah. also, they also did not have a UFC this month. Right. Like, UFC <laughs> built their schedule around it. Like, on the last UFC event, uh, Cormier Jones. <laughs> Anyway, um, they were like advertising the this this the, event, the McGregor yeah. Mayweather. Yeah, it was okay, like, it was, okay. it was a cross cross promoted situation, right. big time. And and I mean, because it does, UFC had nothing to lose because obviously it is one of their guys. If he does pull off the upset, they could be like UFC is by far undisputed. They may even have gotten a cut. Like they, they, they certainly you know, did. They yeah. certainly. I'm, I'm sure they were. Just to have the, contractually obligated to receive a payment. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. even yeah. just to use all the footage. Right, because they yeah. use like like tons of UFC footage going into the promo yeah, stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, for there, sure. There for definitely sure. was some sort of a working arrangement that happened between the two companies. But anyways, and so again, yeah. Dana White was there mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it was a uh, the fight was fine. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody says, kind of like they're like, oh, like the fight looked scripted and like whatever else like that. I'm like, it kind of in a way was. There was only one way that Conor McGregor could win, and it was an early round knockout. Floyd Mayweather, the greatest boxer of all time, knows that there's only one way Conor can win, and it's an early round knockout. So he's like, I just got to chill. But this is kind of his strategy and anyway, right? It's yeah. to like go defensive at the start, figure out his opponent, and then smash him up in the end. Or win or, by points. Or win or by win points. points. But like, Which is all, what he did with Pac-Man. And actually. that's yeah. the exact correct strategy to beat a type of fighter like McGregor, who's all fire in the early part. And yeah. he even gets gassed in his MMA fights, right? Like, yeah, I, exactly. I feel like that's we it. watched him lose one where he was well, just like out of steam in round yeah, four. Yeah, that's it. Well, that was admittedly when he went up to, I think, his highest weight ever when he fought Diaz the first time. Yeah. Like, yeah. he. He just got gassed real fast, yeah, and that's it. then like uh, Diaz took him down to the mat. I read some boxing people on Reddit saying like it's not really good for the sport of boxing to have huge, like well promoted fights like this because it doesn't show off the sport very well. Well, it's kind of just like a, an incredible professional toying with somebody for fucking twelve minutes. In a, like, in twelve in rounds. A sense, yes, but I mean, like, like there's all those other there are a lot of other factors. I mean, everybody knew that it was basically like a one in a million shot that McGregor could win. However, McGregor has trained boxing since he was 12 years old. McGregor also is is an absolute combat sport professional, despite it not being specialized in boxing. He's He's not an actor. He's not a stuntman. He's not WWF. 12 years years younger than him, has reach, has weight. Has height. Has height. You know, so it's like like, there's a lot of advantages. All of that may be true, but when we actually got the points from the judges, right, when they they showed their scores for the rounds, they only scored the first round. Like, two of them scored one round for McGregor, and then the rest of it all for... Floyd, and then the and then one of them was two rounds or three rounds or something. So even the judges thought like McGregor didn't have a fucking chance. Well, yeah, because even we called those early rounds for him, and and the judges did not. Yeah, 
but we're not we're not big boxing fans, right? So yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. I mean, because he wasn't landing a lot of the punches, like the haymakers and and whatever that he was getting. Yeah, for, I, like... I believe the numbers were um, Floyd landed fifty four percent of his punches. Yeah, and McGregor was less than twenty, or yeah. was like twenty two percent or something. Yeah, and McGregor but... threw two hundred more punches than him. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I mean, but at the same time, I mean, you just need to Google like Floyd Mayweather dodging punches on YouTube. Uh, yeah, to that's see that he's, that's his he thing. The greatest man at dodging punches in the world. So. I'm, I'm just like heightening the McGregor didn't have a hope in hell situation, exactly, which yeah. I think. That he didn't. <laughs> like, like I yeah, mean, but yeah. the thing is that everybody, everybody had to tune in to see that if because he does have the ability to put a man down in one punch, yeah. and he is a professional combat man. You know, like, like he doesn't, he doesn't have a glass jaw. He's yeah, been, yeah, yeah. He also he's been he hit also, in the head before. He you also know, ate not, a was this lot a CM of, Punk dig right there? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yes, but you've seen other people just try to get into MMA and it doesn't like, work. Uh, yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, Kimbo Slice. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a guy who was just a, f- a street fight guy. He did okay, but he'd never been kicked before. Yeah. This is the, the same yeah. thing for McGregor. He's never been in a place where he can't just, you know, lock a guy up with an arm bar or kick him in the knees. Like, right. Yeah, right. different thing. But he wasn't going to fold. It wasn't like he was going to eat two jabs and his eyes yeah, were like going to Yeah, he ate a bunch of punches and stayed up. <laughs> like, right. You but know, it, like, I mean, like, ba- basically rounds like six, seven, eight, and nine. Mayweather was landing a lot of punches on McGregor and didn't like take him down and like that's yeah still... but he was in complete control I, I think he was almost doing it to be nice like yeah yes and no I mean yeah. I think he wanted I think to... I think no. Mayweather I think Mayweather knew he was winning the fight and then decided in the ninth that he was going to try to finish the fight I yeah. know uh, he oh, no, he wanted yeah, he wanted yeah. the knockout yeah, exactly yeah. like it was like it was kind of like ramped up like like the eighth started going the ninth really started going and then the tenth he basically got the TKO because I mean McGregor Mayweather. Knows going in that this is his last fight. He didn't basically and get the TKO. That's exactly he, what he got. He got he, he well, hit him so many times in a row. The referee had to stop. Yeah, the fight. exactly. That's it. But no, but saying, it, it was very but early he in could the have, is what he, I'm saying. He could have decided after the, the round eight. I got this fight. I, I've won this fight. I can sit back for twelve minutes. I can throw a jab and keep him off me and dance around him and and win the match. Yeah. No, I mean, and it I, is it is risky to open yourself up and start chasing a guy around the ring and, and yeah. throwing punches. And I, mean, I think like I think Mayweather knew it was his last fight, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, Mayweather. I th- I feel if I, I mean if I were Mayweather, like I would want it to be like not a TKO. I want that image of like clocking him and him dropping and being I, like especially I'm, after the Pacquiao fight. Yeah, exactly. I, so, I believe he hasn't knocked anybody out in twelve years. Yeah, is that but it? I mean, he's had like yeah. four fights in the last twelve years. Okay, and and the Pacquiao fight was complete. Was the most boring championship boxing elite level fight you've ever seen? Yeah, Mayweather just ran away. Uh, I, I, I watched it. it yeah, exactly. Fight. It was pathetic. So exactly. <clears throat> so I think he wanted, but like, just he just. I mean, like that's what you want. You want like fifty and zero on the headline. And if he had that shot of him just like completely cleaning McGregor's clock, that's well. What there's he, that mm-hmm. great shot of him punching McGregor so hard there's snots coming out of McGregor's face. <laughs> yeah. What I think, what I think, the greatest failure of that evening was so when people the were the fight about, before when people were talking about how oh it's bad for boxing that fight I was like you know you know it was bad for boxing like like everybody I think knew that that was like a spectacle circus fight going into it yeah. what was bad for boxing was Gervonta Davis fighting Francisco Fonseca yeah, yeah that yeah. was horrible for boxing I don't know if, if you watched it, the pre the pre card okay so first of all there's a couple things you need to know about this match one uh, Davis doesn't make weight day of or day before. So he's stripped of the belt. So now the stipulation going into the match is if he wins, the belt stays vacant. If uh, Francesca wins, he becomes the the junior heavyweight champion. Right? right. So as it is, you're like, that's already screwed. Davis absolutely even refuses day of 
weigh in. And it's apparently so they just like, have questions. They on, have just on question his marks way. on the official card, being yeah. like, "Oh, day of wait," because he's just like, "Screw it." Shows up in like a Smurf hoodie with like fuzzy Smurf hoodie with fu- fuzziness on his pants with hilarious tassels. When he says Smurf, he means blue. It's big fuzzy blue garments all yeah, over this he has, man. He has fuzzy blue going down his boxing shorts with goofy little tassels on his shoes that they actually cut off in between round one and two because the ref is like, what the hell is your entire situation? He keeps grabbing and like at one point straight up picks up Francesca and yeah. like nearly throws him. Like everyone's like, what is happening? This guy Davis is supposedly like one of Mayweather's like prime picks to be like the future of boxing, acting like a complete assball. Uh, so the reason you wonder why he and so anyway, so here's the here's the finish. Oh, first of all, also to let you know, the Davis was setting up to get about six hundred thousand dollars for that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Francesca was set up to get about seventy five thousand. Wow. So. Like, basically, the idea was to, like, feed Francesca to Davis and showcase Davis. Right. So, all of a sudden, in what, like, round five or six, mm-hmm. uh, he ends up hitting Francesca, like, hard in the back of the head because he's just giving... A rabbit punch. Yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> Which, I mean... We would see more of later. <laughs> we would see more of when a UFC man <laughs> fought, fought a professional boxer. Yeah. Even That's even illegal in the UFC. Really? Yeah. Punches Back. to the back of the head are illegal. Punches yeah. To the- Knee strikes to the top of head are illegal. They're like moves you're not allowed to do because. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm wearing these little pillows on my fingers. <laughs> Can't hurt anybody. So, anyways, so now this is the reason apparently. So, anyway, okay. so, so uh, Francesca then like drops down, clutching his head, and literally just like in a fight that he was winning. Waits for the tap out. Waits for the count out. Yeah. Like, and the the the, the announcers are all like, "What's he doing? Why is he giving up?" And all that stuff. And apparently. It's straight up. It has nothing to do with Davis. It literally has to do with the figures that I was talking before, okay. which is that he was only getting paid $75,000. So he's like, he knows that he has a rematch and he's going to renegotiate for way more money because <laughs> he's going to be like, you, like, quote unquote, beat me with an illegal punch. Yeah. Right? And it went to decision. You didn't make weight. You didn't do all that stuff. So his camp wasn't a real fight. We're gonna have a rematch. We're gonna have a rematch, and I'm gonna get paid a shit ton more than seventy five thousand dollars because millions of people were watching that go down. And any win that Davis has without beating me means nothing. That's amazing. So it's like a fully rigged finish. Yeah. To in the in the world like, of watching boxing. him on his knees, like pretending to be in pain from the hit, it was so obvious. He was, yeah, exactly. He was, but you're wondering why he did it. Yeah, it's the and it's because he was only getting paid seventy five thousand dollars to a guy who's getting paid six hundred thousand dollars who doesn't even make weight. That's crazy. So apparent. I mean, obviously, who knows what is said in like boxing corners and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. Apparently, it's straight up the reason that he's going to command obviously somewhere north of six figures because anybody who's even now like who's a casual boxing fan. Wants knows to see these the names. resolution. Wants yeah. to see the resolution between Davis and Francesco. Like, so it's not like a dumb business idea, but it's just like it it's just a bad sport. It's, it's bad sport. Yeah, it's, it's terrible for the sport. So you're just sort of like on a single card, <laughs> you had like a crazy MMA boxing circus fight and like the worst parts of boxing. <laughs> Like on display, if like a guy not making weight, not taking it seriously, then another guy like I feel coming like up the, the finish. earlier fights also were Mayweather's guys getting weaker opponents fed to them. Mm-hmm. Was the um the the uh, European looking dude who was like had like one of those tall Germanic kind of faces, and he just got absolutely destroyed. Oh, uh, I don't think he spoke um, English. Well, um, no, there was there was there was cleverly versus Badu Jack. Oh yeah, and cleverly just got annihilated. Yeah, clever got, cleverly got annihilated, and there was yeah. another fight on the other card where it was like a an, another like twenty seven year old versus a forty one year old. Yeah, it was yeah, just, just like, got demolished. It was just like supposed to be a showcase for TMT, right? So, the money team. But 
in that showcase event, like uh, Javante Davis was supposed to be like the guy. And, wow! Like, Why did he take it so? Uh, like, I, I will give him the like credit when when they interviewed him after. Like, they were straight up like, "Why didn't you meet the white?" He was just like, "I'm young and it was and I made a mistake." Yeah. Like he he could have said like my co- you know I was I had a problem with my coaching staff. He didn't. He owned it. Like he said that it was his fault, no matter whose fault it was on his on his staff. Yeah. I'm all right with that. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's true. With what the happens. exception of a six hundred thousand dollar. Uh, absolutely, he's bullshit, right? <laughs> But if if you're going in with that situation, you should own it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's it. I mean, like, and I, I I watching his little post fight interview there. I, I like, thought a lot about like these NHL players in the same deal. Like, yeah, sort of yeah. like only it's not like one night that they screw up. It's like an entire season that they screw up of like drinking and partying or whatever. And you're like, why? I'm 20 years old and I just got a million dollars, man. What would you do? Got when you pulled were... over in NDG speeding at three in the morning <laughs> with blow. Exactly. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you throw all this dumb money at these kids and they do dumb things. Yeah. Some, but sometimes, you know, you win the Stanley Cup two years in a row, and then you take it to your golf course and eat hot dogs out of it. <laughs> Thanks, Phil Kessel. <laughs> uh, and I guess it was a big uh, – any, any more thoughts on, on Mayweather-McGregor? I mean, I think that was a good they, they looked so happy that the next morning during their wrap-up press conference. Oh, yeah. It's like, we made so much money. Oh, my goodness. It's bros crazy. being bros. I, like, I had fun watching it. I don't know how good I feel about buying into that. McGregor those, was there those, wearing this, those, this killer suit, his sunglasses, and a big glass of whiskey on the podium. Yeah, because like, oh yeah, he just launched his own whiskey. Man, have you seen the McGregor fuck you suit? Oh, it's yeah, so good. The, yeah. In the pinstripe? It's yeah, so good. Yeah. so good. It was a custom made, and there's so much demand that uh, David August uh, Clothier, I guess, yeah. whatever, is now making it. $6,500 for, for, cus- for a custom fit suit. I was like, you know, that's not insanity. Like I mean, it's very okay. No, no, no. The the fuck yous are cool the first time. They stop being cool for all of the imitators. I guess so. It's like so uncool. It's so fucking uh, whatever. Jersey Shore. The yeah, but you don't think it'd be like a superpower move to like show up at a business conference in a fuck you suit? No. It's so not clear that that's what it is. The, the whole world collectively, the human race, got one on fuck you suits, and <laughs> Connor, and, and Connor, Connor McGregor have used it up. <laughs> have you, did you see his uh, his baby suit? His baby's cousin. No, you, s- you talked about yeah, it at the fight. I really a, wanted to. Adorable. That was a good-looking suit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Apparently, um, estimates of McGregor's wardrobe expenditures is a million dollars a year. That's amazing. Like, what? <laughs> I mean, that's all part of him making $100 million he, for this. Exactly. He's he looks, in a, an entertainment industry, and he is taking that fucking suit. And he looks... Yeah. And he looks boring... Boring MMA champions don't get hundred million dollar boxing matches. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, and but he also like he owns it. Like he looks so good. Like if you had no idea what was happening on television and you saw Floyd Mayweather, like greatest boxer of all time, walking with, with walk, his leather fucking doing the intro, yeah. or whatever, but still just looks kind of like a boxer, you know. And yeah. then you see this dude power walking with his sunglasses and his pinstripes and his high collared suit and whatever. You're like, wait, that guy's <laughs> that guy's about to fight. Like he looks like a crazy person yeah like the best the best thing i heard going into the fight uh was joe rogan talking about him uh conor mcgregor where he was like the way conor like speaks and like holds himself and like believes in himself is basically like a delusional person (laughs) except that he backs it up so constantly but he's like he is essentially like more certain of himself than anybody in their right mind should be he's like i think he's crazy you know, but backs it up just so routinely. What a, what a great character. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Did you see the early press conference where he's throwing water bottles at people? No. Well, that's why he can't fight oh, in Vegas because he threw a can of Monster Energy drink at Nate. 
<laughs> like, across the room, it was like, hew, and shot. And then, because uh, then, he, he still hasn't paid that fine. <laughs> like, they were, like, finding him, and he's like, what? No. Uh, yeah, he's like, it's fine if I'd beat the shit out of him later, but I can't throw a can of Monster Energy drink across a room at Nate Diaz. Uh, I also love the fact that just like uh, UFC like tag up. So you know Nate Diaz is holding out for twenty million for Diaz McGregor three. Really? I know, and I was like, good old Nate Diaz. I was like, you're the best. I was like, you do that. You hold out forever because you're like, I am Nate Diaz. You know who's not gonna make a lot of forty million dollar years? Nate Diaz. <laughs> you know who's gonna make one twenty million dollar fight? Nate Diaz, because I beat Conor McGregor. Like <laughs> I have a win over him. He has a win back. The rubber match is like guaranteed, guaranteed, mo- guaranteed especially money. with Connor's continued relevance. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. Like, and, and Nate Diaz is happy being a regular millionaire with a lot of weed. <laughs> <laughs> His day to day life is fine. Yeah. He's good. <laughs> He's like, Everything's okay. I just I'm gonna wear jogging suits and sideways hats and smoke a lot of pot. Nate Diaz, Diaz bros out. <laughs> the other thing that happened on TV. Which, I mean, I guess we can't talk about in specifics because... Uh, I have not watched it. it yeah. I don't care. Go ahead. Talk. It was the finale oh, yeah. of the season seven of Game of Thrones. I don't want to talk about it. I don't We're going to talk yet. about two things. <laughs> We're going to talk about, one, the amazing continuity that I pointed out earlier today. Mastodon. Mastodon. Did you so, say Massive Dong? I said Massive Dong. Mm-hmm. So Mastodon had cameos as wildlings in yep. season five. Because, I mean, they kind of look but like... But then they were White Walkers in this... Most exactly, yeah. and so, <laughs> so in season five they so, got killed. Like they mm-hmm. ate it, they ate it at hard home, I guess. Presumably, like they didn't show them dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were in the fight against the White Walkers at hard home, presumably, because <laughs> there was a wildling army. And then when the the undead army like marches on the wall uh, in season seven, there's like a, like a pan across the line, and you're know, like, eh, it's Mastodon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's now they've joined the army of the dead. I was like, I'm so glad. That those guys get to do that, and I'm so much more into that than Ed Sheeran having a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. You defended. Did I told you about the song. Yeah, yeah. You played the song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good song. Okay. And, and the um, element, the second, which is in not directly related to spoilers. I mean, I guess watch the show. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. There's that much to spoil. Like stuff that you see, stuff that has been like foreshadowed. Don't, don't even get into it. Exactly. No, but no. the point of the matter is, is that they're <laughs> saying that the new season is possibly more than a year away. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying 2019. Yeah. Okay. So there will be no Game of Thrones. So for the book readers, they're waiting 10 years for their stories. Yeah. But I'm saying it's pretty pretty crazy, though, <clears throat> like that they're, A, that confident to take like a full year off. Big shows finals. have done it. Mad Men almost did it. They did short seasons and they yeah. came close to a year. And I think that was also writer strike situation and whatever. Like this is just like a full choice yep. of... We're just taking a whole bunch of time off because a lot of the filming is going to be in winter. We want I understand they're going to be two-hour episodes. Well, about an cool. hour and a half. They said that they said that no episode in season two will be like shorter than eighty minutes. Wow. So, and which is super kind of sketchy. It's just I don't understand why they would stick with seven episodes. I'm okay with filler, and in some cases would prefer a little filler. But how many did you yeah. want? Eight. Because almost every episode ran over 60. They had a 75-minute episode, and the final is uh, like a 90-plus-minute episode. Yeah, so it's no, close to fine. an eight-episode season. Have, like, have I, 12, and then have four hours worth of like B-roll-level stuff on secondary characters to flush out the world a little bit more. Now, here is why Just, that... Here's, here's, here's the thing. No, 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 episode, no. no. I, have, I can no, no. shut you down immediately. Here's why it doesn't happen. All of those stars have become A-lister, and their contracts very specifically get paid by episode. Make a 90-minute episode... 
make two 90-minute episodes, yeah. they get paid for two episodes. You make three one-hour episodes, they get paid for three episodes. Uh, they're not all A-listers. I could have watched mm. Tormund and Gendry walking <laughs> past Fair the wall, enough. just just shooting the shit for like 20 minutes. I could have watched that. But, that would have been but good. Either way, but that's apparently a big reason why they're tr- doing these truncated seasons is that a lot of guys at this, a lot of members of them, or maybe not A-listers, but a lot of them can command roles in things. Even like Tormund is a huge mm. fan favorite. Well, like some yeah, he's a huge totally. fan favorite, yeah. but he's not like... He, he could get an indie movie that would probably pay him as much and it wouldn't involve uh, him like sitting in the snow for all this period of time. I, I could have watched The Greyjoys. Huh? That situation. Just just unfold for a little bit. For sure. Boy, can't wait for that to all patiently unfold in the books when I read them. When so, do you get... When do you, when anyway, so appara- and, but apparently also, again, if you were to believe internet fan theory, that they are taking off the year because apparently there is an outside chance that uh, Martin's going to be able to release both in the interim. Which hmm. apparently is heavily, heavily being pushed for by the publisher because you're like, if that book comes out, then he's caught up with. Well, exactly. If the first book comes out, let's say they're saying early 2018 is what he supposedly mm-hmm. is aiming for, and then if they can get the last book out by late 2018, because he's writing them concurrently, he's apparently at 3,000 manuscript that's, pages. That's what I kept hearing was that he would like write a whole chunk and be like, no, 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 that doesn't make sense, and then just like put it aside and then come back to it and realize he can take chunks from previous yeah, exactly stuff that he's that. written. Apparently, yeah. he's at like 3,000 manuscript pages for yeah. the two books, so like they're Fucking being written crazy. combined. So, but they were like, if that book can come out, like if the last book specifically can come out before the last season, mm-hmm. that book is like a billion seller. If it comes out after, and we know how it all oh, ends. Oh yeah, show, totally. That book does not sell nearly as well. Like it still sells very well. Like I'm, in no way is it going to be like, oh, it, it'll be Martin number one, no money. Yeah. But it's going to be a way bigger deal if the ending of the show. Totally true. The, the book comes out beforehand. So apparently that's like part of the. Part the, of the economics of creativity yep. laid bare. And on that note, the NFL preseason is just beginning. So yep. sorry, that's not going to happen. Unless he's done. Like, typically, like he, he wraps usually right around the NFL time, and then it comes out around Christmas. That's like two or three of them have had that release cycle. So. And that's why those books end so, like, suddenly. Yeah, and a book. <laughs> so anyway, so um, this is not kind of interesting, though. Uh, if we could talk about Game of Thrones, I guess, season eight slash book final book sure conceptually uh and a lot of people that were talking about it so you have the night king descending mm-hmm. right so like regardless of like avoiding the specifics of the plot details but like obviously they are the threat to the realm i'm so sad is he more of a character in the in the new season who the night king not really the but he has his moments. the wildlings okay kind of has his moments but like but that is like now the threat to the realm yeah right and the bummer about it is like they're building to this they're building to this they're building to this but as soon as they establish him fully as the threat to the realm, it puts an end to the entire point of the series, which is like backroom dealings and like betrayals and all that stuff, because all of that doesn't matter anymore because the dead walk, well, which is like, but in a way you're like, it's kind of like, you're like the finale of the sh- show slash book slash whatever erases the importance of all of the uh, scheming. I don't think you're thinking about this good enough. See, I, try try this one on for size. The City of Montreal is assault. This is a separate movie, okay? The, <laughs> the, ci- <laughs> the City of Montreal, the separate you in, know the town. In the Game of Thrones. south of the Fingers. Okay, so it's, it's attacked by zombies, mm-hmm. okay? The zombie apocalypse is going down in Montreal. Right. You know that there's going to be a civilization that survives afterwards. Right. You follow 15 characters in the island, each trying to grab as much wealth and gear and loot and survive as best yeah. they can to have more better situation after the apocalypse well that that's that's, that's kind of, how i see it playing but out. that's kind of the theory they were like yeah. how ballsy will it be if in the books or in the show 
like the Night King showdown happens in the first like say one or two episodes. Exactly. And then it's like and it's done and they're like even crazier. You're like imagine in the process all the dragons die. Yeah. So you're like so you've removed everything OP from the whole entire scenario. You've killed off a whole bunch of people and now like the Lannisters are like yo we're still on the throne. Yep. <laughs> or like whatever else and it's just sort of like and everyone's lost all their best weapons. Yeah. <laughs> you know like I was like I can't I really in a way Really hope that's how it goes or, down. Like or one the, or two episodes, Viking is just well, like, and or, then the bad guys are the ones who turn the tide. Just like Cersei and the Mountain are like the ones who get the final kill, and everyone's yeah. like, "Yay!" Now they're the king. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <Ray. laughs> yeah, uh, totally. That would be great. Like I, I hope in a way that because that immediately like flips the script on its head, and then all of the political machinations and like all that has importance again immediately. So like you do one or two episodes yeah. of like. That, and then you're like, now who? All right, who's runs who's the, the worst person that can come out the absolute on top? Peter Baelish, Littlefinger. Yeah, I, I got that beat. I, I got yeah, a better yeah. one. Like the worst, the worst. Like okay, but like, uh, like are we saying like are we saying the, like, like stretch the, goals? Because you're just sort yeah. of like, if there's only one person alive, and it's like, Sam no, no, it's gonna be on the Iron Throne. No, no, at, Beric Dondarrion. <laughs> yeah, at the end of the war with the Night King, right? One person is hailed as the hero to the realm. Okay, but now you're saying that and and ends up on the Iron Throne. Who's who's the worst person? Cersei? Hodor, Robin, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty yeah. Good. <laughs> well, yeah. Go, uh, my knights, defeat them all. I'm king. For me, <laughs> I need to nap. Like I was thinking, or even crazier than that is if they manage to just like scrape by and take out the uh, the army of the dead or whatever else like that, and then suddenly the like, hundred thousand Dothraki show up. Well, but I mean, or <laughs> congratulations, they're not afraid of the ocean anymore. Well, well, yeah, that, that's. But I'm just saying, but or just like the slavers are just sort of like, hey, what's up, Westeros? Yeah. <laughs> Like, what's going on over there? And then what follows is 500 pages in the book of the, the like, rape and pillage of the, <laughs> of the, the, the seven kingdoms. The of the seven kingdoms. Exactly. What's, what do you guys got going on over there? Farmable land? <laughs> <laughs> like, not a lot of people to defend it. <laughs> Here the, we go. The Where'd the dragons go? The blue lip wizards? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. Creepy fireball wizards who are all drunk on nightshade crap that they're drinking and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or the green children announce their comeback. Yeah, and they're sort of like, coming everybody. back. Yeah, but yeah. So they're the crazy stone skin people just start running around <laughs> infecting everyone, and it's another <laughs> zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's more zombies. Oh man, and the best. Uh, I will also say that my favorite moment so far of that entire season. Oh no, you haven't seen it. It's not. I haven't seen the last episode. It's not a plot then. moment. Do you mind? It's not a plot. That and I do mind. We'll talk about it next time we record. Well, we're going to talk about it like when it's like a month after it happened. No one cares about Game of Thrones. John didn't see it, and I didn't see Strike it. Why do you want to talk about it? Shing, shing. Like, do you want me? Do you want shing. us to leave? He's so excited. Just talk about Look it. Look at him. He's shing. making little hand motions. Shing, 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 shing. He's super excited about this. You guys what spoiled a... that Vader shows up in Rogue One for me like a dozen times, and I was like, I'm going to see it. And you're like, we doesn't did, matter. We, we did, did not it. spoil it. John that did. was a thing on the internet. No, everything. I do not pay attention to those things on the internet. You didn't know that Darth Vader was going to appear in the movie that, that happens he... between episode three and four? I knew that he might. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so those are the two big things that happened over the weekend, I yep. think, in TV world. <laughs> uh, the Defenders. I, mean, I guess yeah. that happens, too. Yeah, Netflix's newest combination of all their Marvel superheroes. Drop the latest moist ejecta from the Netflix turd cannon. Well, Ooh, well I, um, turd cannon, I think, is... <laughs> 
I mean, like, so so what do they what do they have under their belts? They have Daredevil season one, which is amazing. Jessica Jones season one, which is oh, amazing. Oh, amazing, boy! Oh. Daredevil Come on. season one, they're, very they're good. A okay. No, Dare, okay. What what is a action superhero TV show that has been better executed than Daredevil? Okay, that still does not mean that it's amazing. Okay, maybe it is. It is amazing that it is as good as it was. Fights were very good. The fights Super were fights quite were good. Choreographed, acting was good. I like Jessica Jones a lot. Jessica Jones was fun. It got a little too. Serious too fast, but yeah, it was fun. And then we have one half of uh, the Luke Cage season. Yeah. But no, the whole... It was a whole season. There's 13 episodes. It's, it's all right. But it's good for the first half and then turns to all right in the second half. Yeah. yeah. And then you have Iron, Iron Fist, Iron Fist which is all right at best. The very best. All right, except for Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a he, little, he's a little better in Defender. You like yeah, the touch. except that every time he fights, the camera goes behind a fence and starts to shake. Or hides in a shadowy closet and begins to shake. Blows my mind. Whoever signed that contract with him should be fired. But it's not just a dumb contract. It's also a dumb costuming choice because Iron Fist has a mask in yeah. the comic. They could have just been like, have him be like, and like he, tie, he, tie the ninja mask. He probably signed it because he wants his pretty face on the screen. That's it. So. Yeah, but he doesn't want to learn Kung Fu. Yeah, well, he's apparently not a very good person. Yeah, yeah whatever. Stupid Maybe he is. Jones. Maybe there's some other story. He's all mad because he got blown up in Game of Thrones. Uh, spoilers maybe there's that that was like book two no when does Loras eat it Ah, Mm -hmm. exactly it's been a while since I read them really yeah why to spell out the spoiler then yeah (laughs) Uh, so here's some things they do in Defender oh you meant blown up as in like outed as a gay man oh no I see what you did there and that's wrong (laughs) just saying they were never Expressly gay he, in the books, but then they killed? were in the show, huh. right? Because neither of them were. Uh, they were super were na- gay in the books. Oh no, ultra gay in the books, but they yeah. were never. They never got to see them get it on because neither of them were narrators. So it was just always heavily, mm. heavily alluded to. And okay, like, okay, back to the defenders. The thing that defenders does really well is one, they defend. They they really really shield Finn Jones's inability to fight by using shaky cam and <laughs> really dark. Is shadowy it better? Rooms. Like, do they do that? Is it more obvious in defenders than it was in Iron Fist? In Iron Fist, they put the camera on him being shitty. Now they like uh, they have ninjas going and flying out of the shadows, <laughs> and lots of shaking. Oh, cameras. and he's got a CG fist, so sometimes you look at that rather than the other part of him that doesn't glowing, look so good. The yeah. glowing Iron Fist. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I have loved so far, the tiny little detail is there's a fight going on, and they're all learning. They're like circles are slowly coming around and clashing into each other, and then there's a fight. A bunch of ninjas are attacking Jessica and Danny. And then Wu-Tang starts playing. <laughs> and you're like, Luke's here. <laughs> and he walks in and starts smashing stuff. Yeah. And then they go to a meeting and Luke, uh, Danny is just like, I'm a rich billionaire and I'm going to expose you using business. <laughs> and the hand is like, kill him. And then all of a sudden, Run the Jewel starts playing. And you're like, Luke's here. <laughs> <laughs> just, Luke, Luke Cage has hip-hop drops before he shows yeah. up. Whenever he shows up, the music gets really good. <laughs> you're like, shit's going down. I love it. Luke Cage shows up. And apparently apparently the one thing I haven't watched Defenders yet. Apparently the one thing that uh is like hilarious in the choreography and stuff is that Jessica Jones just can't fight. Like can't fight not at all. all. She's yeah, so she... strong and like <laughs> can take a punch and give a punch, but it's just like what? Ninjas are just flipping around her and she's like, Okay. And she's getting kicked around. Her <laughs> her best licks are when the ninjas are fighting someone else. Yeah, yeah, she comes up and clobbers the body. <laughs> <laughs> just blindsides her. Yeah. <laughs> Or she gets kicked in the stomach and falls down, and then like she's out for a couple seconds. Yeah, there's one, one point the she's fart- getting her, her teeth kicked in, and then the guy's just about to put the killing blow on her, and 
Daredevil's clubs come sailing out of nowhere. They do a bunch of karate boxing flippy shit. Mm-hmm. And then just just enough time for her to stand up and kick the guy in the hip. <laughs> Skidding sideways in obvious pain. Yeah, that's that's yeah. how she does. She's an alcoholic investigator. Yep. Who happens super to super strength. So, uh, are you done? Are you finished? Are you... I haven't finished the series. Uh the other thing I've really liked so far is they've really paid a lot of attention to the supporting cast. Mm, so Foggy and Karen are in it, and they have important roles. Um, Misty's in it. Colleen's in it. They have important roles. Like the the, the crew of it. Um, Trish, Trish Talk, Trish from um, Jessica Jones, her oh. best friend. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. is in it. Uh, what's what's the guy's name? Jessica's neighbor. No, oh, the dude. The, like the junkie oh, guy, yeah. the dude who looks yeah. like the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's in it. He's got a little role that's that's like important to the plot. They're not in it for nothing. Mm-hmm. And when the hand comes after the heroes, they're just like we we don't even have to hurt you. Like we know everything about you, and we'll hurt everyone you love. Yeah, yeah. They have to go and deal with that situation. They don't just like put it aside. So they've really built this world the, that, who, that's important. You, who's the? It's just the hand. That's no, Sigourney hand. Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, kind of the, the like lead villainous kind of. Well, the, it's the five fingers of the hand. So it's yeah. five people from Kunlun mm-hmm. who left to form the hand and and chase immortality. Sigourney Weaver is playing Alexandra. What's um, the hand's relation to the foot? Exact parody. You didn't I, I know, know that. I'm very well aware of the, of the exact parody of the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <Daredevil. laughs> Master Stick and Master Splinter. Hilarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sigourney Weaver is playing Alexandra. Um, Madam Gao is one of the five fingers of the hand. We've seen in Daredevil, We've seen in Daredevil and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bakudo, who's in Iron Fist, he's the big bad of Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sobukai, who and Soluke, Sokande. There's there's a there's a guy from Africa. Right. There's like the drug lord who's Luke Cage's got to fight a black guy. <laughs> well, yeah, <And> you know, <coughs> is what it is. And the guy that was Nabu's master from Daredevil season one and two, the the Japanese ninja, is the fifth finger in the hand. Cool. Do you find Sigourney Weaver stiff? I find her kind of stiff. I mean, always. Like, I don't think she's done something, anything in the last, like, 15 years where she was not that. Hmm. She's basically playing the evil character that she played in Avatar. Kind of a bummer. I'm a business yeah. bitch. I take care of business. But you said I, you, I don't know who said this. Someone said it. Uh, potentially building that like Kingpin will be the big bad for Defenders too, or Punisher. I think he's gonna because Punisher is almost finished filming. Filming now. Okay. He's, he's getting said, his own, his whole own show. His whole own series. And I think Kingpin shit. is gonna be the bad guy for that because he's in the trailer in the teaser. Super cool. Because Punisher is not happy that Kingpin manipulated him in the second half of Daredevil. Okay. And is, I think he's going after the kingpin, How do you which is kingpin? cool. But I mean, it is also it's a, it's a Punisher doesn't have a lot of bad guys other than the kingpin that you like. Care <laughs> kingpin about. Jigsaw. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm like and like and Jigsaw's not like really a compelling bad guy. He's just a, like a psychopath, right? Like it's no. not like you couldn't really put a season around like the the plotting and scheming of Jigsaw. Which, which kind of sure isn't really a bad guy because he uses guns and kills them. Think yeah, of, think yeah about... exactly. I said, I'm like, like, you could even throw Jigsaw into like Jigsaw could be a dude for Kingpin if you wanted to. No. If you wanted to toss him in there just to have him. 
These four in the comics are like in a stable, right? They, they, they all jump into each other's comic books. If Netflix just keeps putting out seasons, they own all of these characters, yeah. presumably. They're just going to keep doing that. They can keep slamming them, mixing them up all over the place. Yeah. Well, it's going to be crazy. Marvel Studios BC owns all the characters. They okay. just have a, a licensing production agreement with Netflix. Yeah, for, huh. for certain characters. And, and for certain characters that they've, they've decided to let them use, but yep. also like at any point. ABC, Disney, Marvel Studios can can pull them from Netflix and put okay. them on ABC. Okay. But I doubt it because I think that the Netflix stuff is doing I think a lot better than Agents of Shield. Yeah, Holy and shit. I'm sure the money for Netflix is great too. I'm sure Netflix is paying a lot of money for the yeah. broadcast yeah. rights. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think they got the Marvel Knights universe, the street level right. heroes. Right. And Does that mean that they're gonna have Night Stalker? Night Stalker. Well, who is it? Blade? Blade? Blade would be cool. Kinda, yeah. I mean, though that does that does throw vampires into the MCU, which is like they haven't quite uh, resurrecting ninjas. Like, <laughs> no, there's but, a lot of ninjas no, but in you know the what, Marvel you know universe. What I'm saying <laughs> is that, like, I, to me, like at least uh, conceptually, they like they have like magic is fully a thing in the MCU. They have Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. and they have obviously the Hand and like Iron Fist and all that stuff. But it's like, but like vampires is still like it's like it's somewhat sort of outside of the realms of like it's like a different branch of magic. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a human casting a spell or like manipulating wizards. It's like another species that is the vampires. You know, like, I mean, there's Ghost Rider who's actually from Hell, who's on. He's not in the MCU, is he? Agents, Agents of Shield. Oh, weird. Wow. Yeah. So I guess God is real in the MCU. No, but yeah, they met him. Dormammu is in Doctor Strange. Yeah, I was gonna say, but Hell doesn't is, like anyone. Hell is real, but it's just another dimension that you can go to if you're right, really bad. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like Mephisto runs it. And there are lots of gods. Thor's around. Odin's a god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's superpowers. In the MCU, yeah, there's like, gods are real. Sure. They yeah, are sure. just... Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. yeah they're, or from <laughs> other dimensions or whatnot. Which, I mean, makes as much sense. Sure. What? <laughs> they they got to make sense of those comics in the 60s where they're just like, straight up devil. Who's the bad guy? Satan. Satan is the bad guy. Welcome to the golden age of comics. No, Silver, Silver Age. age. Silver golden Age, age the, the bad guy was Hitler. Yeah, yeah exactly. Golden <laughs> Age, the bad guy is Hitler. Silver Age, the bad guy is actual Satan. <laughs> Watch Captain America punch Satan in the mouth. Wouldn't see that. I want to see that. Captain America 4. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America 4. Captain America punches Satan right in the mouth. <laughs> I'd watch that. <laughs> you're, just, you're watching like, the trailers like all cut like, do, 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 do. I'm Satan. <laughs> and you're like, what am I watching? Captain America's like, not in my America. What's happening? Uh, we messed up the Red Skull kind of in the first one, so we're compensating by bringing back <laughs> Just like a really dark version of the Star-Spangled Banner playing through the trailer. <laughs> 100%. Uh, Directed by Rob Zombie. Yeah. Oh, oh speaking God. of sadness, Toby Hooper died. Toby Hooper? Wait, the, bring uh, the joke down. You're saying directed by Rob Zombie. He's like the single uh, Toby Hooper, Toby Hopper. I don't know. Someone looked this up. The guy who directed... Uh, the, guy, the original director of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, yep. A movie that kind of... Like, we talk a lot about like turning point movies mm-hmm. and stuff. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is up there. Like with like, It's almost the diehard of horror films, I would say, in a way. Like To have something that was like that tense and that like ratchet up insanity. And like, that gory. C- yeah. Can you actually chainsaw people on TV? Turns out you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which yep. is 
still holds up. Like super gory, super like, tense, super gory, super tense, super messed up and weird, and like the like, almost unsettling and threatening and visceral, and it does stuff in the light so you can see it. It's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. The last scene of Leatherface just screaming and spinning. The fucking table. Yep. And then yeah, the chasing through the through the field. The house, the what was the year? Seventy-three. I want to say earlier than that even. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh-huh. They're take guesses. Where do you say? I'm saying God. 73. 74. Either way, this is like crazy early for a movie that is going to be as un- unhingedly Next brutal as this. Next Chainsaw Massacre, 1974. Whew. Well done. With such a tight runtime, too. It's like an hour and a half. It's so good. Let us let us not recall, didn't um, um, Psycho come out right at the end of the 60s? And the mm-hmm. the murder scene in Psycho fucking flip people out of their goddamn minds and it was like off camera uh, mostly off camera some blood spattering on the wall and like in black and white so you don't have to see the the blood right and this is at a time when color was totally available and it was like done in like wrestling style exactly I mean it was okay no Psycho was 1960 okay like, so so there's 14, 14 years, years difference. But the, the difference between the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Psycho... Any, anything Hitchcock did. Like, Hitchcock, yeah. like, master of... Which I mean, he absolutely, absolutely is a master of suspense, but was, yeah. like, the dude in horror movies. 14 years later, to just, like, have something like Texas come out, and you're like, what is this? Like, mm-hmm. if, like imagine just, like... Yeah, no, it's... Your, your analogy is great. It's the difference between Commando and Die Hard. Yeah. It's <laughs> completely different movies. You're just yeah. like, oh, oh. I guess they're the same genre, kind of, but one is cranked everything to 11. <laughs> like, the, the bad guys are allowed to have personalities? What? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. R.I.P. You didn't look it up, eh? Toby Hopper. Toby Hopper? Did you look it up? No, I didn't. All right. Hang on. I'll get it. All right. I, d- I don't want to misquote this. I, I do kind of have a movie that I want to talk about. Unless, if we're under that. Is it Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No, it isn't. Well, um, we should add that. We should get on that. We should get on that, actually. I haven't seen that in a Put couple a of years. Toby Hooper. Toby Hooper. I was right the first time. Pretty close. Go. Tell, tell me about your movie. All right. I watched a movie that we have all seen, I believe. Oh. It's going to be fun to rank this I thing. I love that. It was Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger Tides. Why? Huh. Well, yeah. All of them. yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, that movie just so disappointed me, because so the origin of the film. Yeah, is yeah, we're gonna do this book. Yep. on Stranger Tides, which is also like the origin of the modern pirate mythos, right? Like the idea of pirates having magic and zombies, and zombies, and, and like kind of like kind of like tied into like Caribbean voodoo and all that stuff. Like all that idea. Like before that, it was just like Treasure Island, and like pirates were just pirates. Yep. Like the whole like idea of like magical. Pirates and all that stuff comes from this one book on Stranger Tides that was published in the eighties. And and you'd think they get together and they make a movie based on it. It would turn out pretty be the best. And yeah. it's like all they had to do is basically the movie. The, the book is so fun. Like it's I mean it's not it's not very extremely well written. It's not a classic, no. but like but the storytelling is just like super fun. Like Definitely. the dudes coming and like the weird rules that they have, like the broken like the broken Caribbean voodoo that kind of works and doesn't work. Wonderful, and, like, super fun. And then on Stranger Tides, they did everything right. <laughs> I mean, like, in terms you, of casting. Like in the movie? Had, yeah, you have Ian McShane as Blackbeard, man. How yep. much cooler can you get? So I think part of it, it was that, I don't, know, I don't know if you had the same experience, it looks like garbage. Every action scene is like them on a green screen with, like, or like a green stage with a screen behind them, and then, like, one bit in the front, one bit in the back for the 3D. Yep. And they go, whoa, as they, like, move around in the screen, and then it cuts to something else. It is awful. <laughs> awful fucking looking. Everything is so cheap. I mean, all I remember was... Oh, yeah. It it looks bad. The action had no drama. Yeah. 
uh, it was just like set piece to set piece. Like I don't really exactly. remember it exactly, but like I don't remember. I remember there was like basically it was following the On Stranger Tides plot of like finding the founder of youth. ever so vaguely. Yeah. Like exactly, and like it was Blackbeard and wanting to find the founder of youth, and yeah. then the main cast kind of gets mixed up in it, and the protagonist of On Stranger Tides becomes like the entire main cast of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, exactly. Instead of oh. one dude who's like swept into this mess. So the director was Rob Marshall, who yeah. previously had Marshall. directed Chicago. I, Chicago was okay. Yeah, but That's also the not a Gere. pirate action movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richard, the, the Richard Gere. But, but, like, the, but the weird part about it, though, is that like the set piece dance numbers in Chicago were kind of memorable. Like they looked cool. Memoirs <laughs> of a Geisha. Okay. And after Pirates That's of the Caribbean on Geisha. Stranger Tides, directed Into the Woods, which was also a hot CG mess, overproduced that. garbage movie. Well. Hot CGI mess overproduced garbage movie was it. And I cannot believe... It's the tagline for Pirates of the Caribbean 4. <laughs> on Stranger Tide. <laughs> Colon. Yeah, garbage mess. <laughs> the, uh, I just don't understand how Disney could put it out looking as awful as it did. It still made a gazillion and dollars. And it still made a gazillion dollars. <laughs> it made over dollars. a billion dollars. <laughs> exactly. This, this is Alice in Wonderland territory, right? Yeah. Like, Alice in Wonderland was hot garbage and made a gazillion dollars. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, so, I'm so disappointed. And then, uh, of course, the story doesn't gonna... make any sense, and the fucking... Well, yeah, because it, like, they set themselves up for like hardcore failure when they took their existing universe, like mashed it into a book, and then like added, like a, I guess, some sort of like runtime scenarios on it or whatever, like fucking to try to make it cloud p- crowd-pleasing and stuff. Because like, mm-hmm. the book well, has like super down points in it that are like super messed up and like happening. Right, right. It's also, the it's also <laughs> as the fourth movie, Gore Verbinski was the same director on the first three. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, there was a creative... But they were also kind of, like... And it was bad timing, because, like, the first three kind of spiraled out of control. Like, like the first one was pretty fun. At World's End was weird, the the third one. Yeah, exactly. Then there was giant-ass Calypso running through the water, and you're like, what has gotten on here? Yeah. Well, I felt like this one was trying to go crazy like that, and then just did not. The the final showdown at the the Fountain of Youth, where just people just, like, walk in out of nowhere from an (laughs) upside-down, flippy outer world. Like, how did all the British Army get in there? Did they all fly (laughs) through the teleporter pad? It was fucking nonsense. But you it, know the fifth one it was out in theaters already? Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Or Dead Men Dead Tell No Tales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Does it also have Ian McShane? Because I might go. No, it's, um, what's his face? Javier Bardem. Oh, cool. Javier Bardem. So here's oh, the sad but thing, But when right? Ian McShane comes out with the... He's fucking badass as hell. The, the, the stuff in the, the, the beard. His beard like, is all on fire. Like when he comes out with like the, 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 the wicks in his beard, like, tss, and he's like, ah, and you're like, oh, it's Blackbeard, it's gonna go down. But then he never gets to be like super badass Blackbeard ever. If you turn your brain off to all of its many, many flaws, though, there is kind of some fun to be had with pirates like running around, though. Does Ian McShane at any point in the movie become like almost an unstoppable, unstoppable magic godman? You got to disassociate yourself no, from the book. I no, know no, you no, read because, it, and but I'm just saying because, like, if not, they had already set up in a third movie mm-hmm. that Calypso, by usage of voodoo magic, became a giant fuck creature yes, that could walk. Through magic was totally possible, and and like giant, like walking through the ocean, smashing boats with their right, hand. Right. So why would you pass on that opportunity? Like you had that because art- it costs money to make CGI shit. But if they That's were doing it. that the whole movie, you know, uh, like if the entire movie was just like a CG crap shoot, it might have looked like garbage. But I'm like, why would you pass on that chance? Uh, the whole thing is baffling to me. So and uh, I can't believe that it was Disney who was like signed off on it. Signed off on something that looked so bad. Unless, right? And here's the other possibility: there's some incredibly meta vision going on where they're like making fun of cheaply made action movies. Like they want to make this. it look like an old pirate movie. Like they so want, saying, exactly. So, so you're saying that Rob Marshall potentially approached Pirates of the Caribbean four on Stranger Times, asked oh. for two hundred and fifty million dollars. I was yeah. going to say the budget. 
But like much in the same way that Francis Ford Coppola approached Dracula. Yes. And wanted it to be presented as a kind of inexpensive looking stage. Theater stage of the thing. Exactly. So you're um, saying that Robert Marshall is basically our generation's Francis Ford Coppola. (laughs) 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 Huh? Look, the eh? other, the other, the other <laughs> possibility is that Disney signed off on hot garbage. I mean, they uh, might have, right? Like, like, I mean, they did John Carter, like. But I'm saying, like, I, I read this thing that talked about the director who, th- who like thought that fucking everybody knew who John Carter was. He's thought, like Tarzan. Everyone knows Tarzan. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm saying, but they they could have just sat, sat there, could have tested well. But, but John John Carter well is a is a Disney fucking two hundred fifty million dollar yeah. disaster. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's true. Well. But, Stranger Ties, man. But Fuck. It still made so where do we put it? Still made a billion dollars. dollars yeah. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I, like, they I mean, that's probably why John Carter got made. And and then they like, also we can make hot garbage and people will pay. Yeah, money but then for they it. also made the fifth one, and apparently the fifth one's not great either, right? So it's I like like yet. whether I, I my last question before ranking, yeah. John. Yeah, yeah. How did you come to watch the fourth one? Like, of all, were you just like, I would like to watch? Well, I've watched all of the other ones. I don't know. We haven't ranked those. No. Or some of them. I think some of them are on this list. No, no, there's not a single one. Okay, so I was wondering if you had watched them recently. No, I mean, like, or no. you or you had never not seen the fourth one. I had no, no, no. I had seen it before. I just happened to rewatch it with Debbie. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. that's what I was wondering. Like the the decision making process when you could watch any Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, we, like we wanted something Steve fun Cat. and stupid, and it was certainly fun and stupid. I'm just like still reeling from how awful it looked. It's so bad. Yeah, and like it's not old enough to like. Not at all. It doesn't. Can't get a pass. It's fucking last year yeah. or two years ago. Uh, more than that. So like four years ago. Okay, but like, it's like I think Closer later like than two thousand ten. I think it's two thousand eleven. Really? Yeah. That, that long, eh? Time flies. Time fucking flies. So where are we gonna rank it? I'm thinking low. <laughs> Let's start with. Uh... I would put it below Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice. Wow, Ooh. that's real bad. That's um, that's where I'm gonna start by bidding. You guys can <laughs> start the bidding. You can go a little higher. Like I didn't see Mort Dekai. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I like from memory. Yeah. It's like very, very, very low. Sure, it's, it is. it's better than than Batman v Superman. It's better than Blood Wars. Blood Wars was really bad. I don't. Oof, is it better what than Hellboy? Blood Wars. What, where is? Blood I don't know if Underworld, it's better than Underworld Hellboy. Blood Wars. Is right above Batman v Superman. Oh, okay. Okay. Was it better than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, that's it. Because Team Team Two was out watchable, of the shadows. Says Scott. Mm-hmm. It was watchable. It if it's a lot like. On Stranger Tides. Man. <laughs> it's like revisiting characters you like and not destroying them, but not being great. Because that's like... Yeah. A big a big thing for me is always whether or not a film like succeeded at what it was doing. Like Paranormal Activities The Ghost Dimensions is a very bad movie, but it still succeeded at its goal. Mm-hmm. Like That's why I'm always like, huh. Like, I don't think that this succeeded at its exactly. goal. Exactly. Power Rangers, yeah. I don't think it could have been better. Scott, like it succeeded <laughs> at its goal. You know, like, yeah, Mortikai, yeah, yeah. It's like succeeded at its goal. Like That's why I was like... I feel that like Batman v Superman is a movie that does not succeed at its goal. Like did, did Underworld, Blood War? I feel TMNT no, Under- also succeeded at its goal. Uh, Blood Wars was a was a failure. So it failed. So we're looking at we're, I, I I mean TMNT I no Art of the Steel. John, you saw Art of the Steel? Yeah, I um, I would put this definitely below it. No uh, question. I would even put it below Batman v Superman if you just loved it to me. Man, I I hate Batman v Superman. I know, I buddy. Then, I then know. return like return to Newcom High. It's pretty hard to put anything. <laughs> we've, we've done it. We've done it. I know. <laughs> and we yeah. go to real bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where here's, to Find here's... Boring enough to shut it up. <laughs> <Here's>... Thanks, Phil. <laughs> here's where I, I say uh, above Underworld and below TMNT. Yeah. With the reason being Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow is entertaining. 
sure. to see another incarnation of Jack Sparrow, just a little bit more of it, that character. What I like to Whereas Kate Beckinsale in Underworld, you're just like, oh, no, you, you, you actually ruined this. Yeah, versus, I mean, like, I remember Ian McShane having some cool moments. Oh, I will admit, I've watched this movie multiple times. <laughs> it's just, I'm... I'm but like that, but also the fact what I, that what I liked, what that, I liked that about fourth this Underworld movie, you're just like you've not you've not just made a bad installment of the series, like you've you actually like, made the whole series worse. But what I like right. about this is that if we don't rank another Pirates of the Caribbean movie, uh, that means that Johnny Depp's performance in Mordecai is superior <laughs> to his performance as Jack Sparrow. To, to so, all the other works we have of his. So <laughs> below TMNT, above Underworld. That's where I I would go. I think I think that's good. Uh, I saw King Arthur. I don't want to get too too into it because you wrote a big big old blog post. Yeah, yeah, cool. I also kind of want to watch it. Like like your your review sold it sold me on it in the fact that you described it as basically the movie that I kind of hoped it was. Yeah. I was not really <laughs> interested in another Arthurian legend when I saw the trailers and they were like produced by Guy Ritchie. And I was like, "Whoa, hold on a second. Yeah, I was like, "Wait a second. Is this going to be a hilarious, like, gangster heist film with well, King Arthur and his bros?" Was it? Was it a bro gangster? Well, that, was, that was exactly what it was, <laughs> but completely wrong. It was like, "Yay, a King Arthur movie!" Oh, this is wrong. This is terrible. This is a bad King Arthur movie. Oh, I get it. It's it's Lockstock and Excalibur. Right. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Which, but the bummer, the bummer, reading reading a review and reading just about it. The biggest bummer, though, is that they didn't go. Full King they didn't Arthur. lean into it. Well, but not, really? I don't care about how they le- led into I, either it. one of them. They didn't no, lean into it. No, but do you, yeah, exactly. The trailer did not pre- present it as a full guy Richie. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Do 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 do. <laughs> is, there, is there a crazy soundtrack or is the soundtrack still? No, like... no, it's like medieval fantasy. Okay, because like, would... he's they did they didn't go like they didn't go like three hundred with like wailing. Yeah, yeah, and like and you see the guy Richie scene cuts where it's like the camera rotates as it slides from from cut to cut. But but I was gonna say, but then so they make this movie that's the Arthurian legend, but it's like just full of Guy Ritchie, like gangster, like it's uh, him and his buddies cons. against the world and cons yeah. and heists and whatever. But then they miss out on introducing non-Arthurian bros to King Arthur. Like it's not, like how much more interesting would you be in like Arthur and Galahad and Lancelot with their crazy heists? Yeah. You'd be like, whoa, instead of like Jim. Stickleg and Blue and <laughs> like it's Arthur. Because it's guys. early Arthurian yeah. legend, so he's like a street urchin right, right. character. They're probably trying to leave themselves space to get the sequels and the next one. Except ones. it lost so much money. Yeah, it yeah, was a yeah, $175 no, no. million dollar budget and they made 140 domestic. Yeah. It's kind of strange because you, you'd think that the, like, the time is right for that kind of a reimagining. For the guy who did two Sherlock Holmes movies? Yeah, and his home, exactly. home run like, the Sherlock Holmes ones yeah, in a big it's way. It's been happening in all kinds of other stuff and plus like fantasy done differently is like is hot right now or whatever yeah. and uh, you know you'd, and yeah. Guy Ritchie is like it's like cool a different exciting I think the Kingsman right yeah. somebody was like hey we have all this James Bond shit why don't we just have fun with that concept yeah, yeah. I was gonna say but I feel that I think it would have been better if A the trailers presented it as a Guy Ritchie heist film yeah and B if the crew in a Guy Ritchie like heist con film were like Lancelot and Galahad and whoever and like little love triangle between them and like they could have just gone full Guy Ritchie but with names that we know like he was saying there's no Morgan Le Fay there's no Merlin there's like Guinevere there's no Lancelot yeah you know you're like what am I watching King Arthur for Guy Guy Ritchie just like I don't want to do all that stupid shit I want to do my own shit that is essentially what he said but then lost all that money (laughs) (laughs) you know like he said that in interviews basically like I don't want to get bogged down with all the characters yeah why did you make a King Arthur movie then? Like that's yeah. yeah. There's a Netflix show that is like a King Arthur kind of era, and I forget what the the name of it is now. But I watched like a season and a bit of it, and it's like essentially that. It's like a con artist guy going back and forth between the like the Nords and the 
It'll be like Saxons a century from Britons. now yeah. when they retell Game of Thrones. They're like, yeah, but it's just about John and his buddies on the wall. <laughs> and you're like, okay, but then why are you calling it Game of Thrones? There's like a lot of other stuff that you can pull. No, no, no. no. Yeah. It's just John and his buddies, man. Adventures yeah. on the wall. How about that? So you're going to rank it? <laughs> yeah. I, again, I, I have mixed feelings about it. I don't know where to. This is your baby, man. You wrote a whole uh, yeah, you really, thing you really, on it. it. It moved you to the point of writing a thousand word article. Yeah. About it. Well, I had some other reasons for that, too. But uh, From your review, I feel that it is better than the film We Are Your Friends by Max Joseph. Yeah, it's better than, <laughs> it's better than X-Men Apocalypse, but that's not saying a lot. Not saying a whole lot. Uh, I think I think it kind of like it, that's where it hits. How the about wall. Suicide Squad? That's pretty high. Suicide Squad is artificially high, though. That's it a is. Movie. Yeah, we got to drop. We got, we got to drop that guy. <laughs> I don't want to use that as a, a a post there. Um, let's see. It's better than Dragon Slayer. Straight up fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think it's maybe. I could see it passing Ghost in the Shell just on the base of like King Arthur with meets Guy Ritchie. Yeah, it's not as good as Utopia. It's not as good as A Long Goodbye. So, yeah. Right above Ghost in the Shell. Right above Ghost in the Shell. And right under The Long Goodbye. Kay. Did it. As a weird one, two, three movie. Yeah. <laughs> sit down and watch three movies. You're gonna... We got your Friday night planned, everybody. Ghost in the Shell, followed by King Arthur, followed by The Long Goodbye. Yeah. Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> Nine to five dot cc planning your day and night. Yeah, and if you want to go into more details about what I thought about King Arthur, you can go to nine to five cc. And, uh, click my latest post. Click your face. Coolio. Right. <coughs> Do we have anything else, or are we wrapped? I think that's it. We can keep it under an hour. We did it. We did there's it. nothing else that's important. That exactly. We, it's nothing. We, we covered it all. We are your only news source necessary. You can go to work. We, we talk vaguely about the Game of Thrones finale in a non-spoiler way. Talked about a fight. Talked about a couple movies. Now, now you can unplug your headphones and talk to your coworkers about all the stuff you learned. Exactly. That's you're set. What's going on go. here, guys? We're winding down because it's almost sixty. Minutes. Yeah, see, we're just getting to the hour. Oh, I see. We're killing some time. <laughs> we're stretching. This has been we're stretching. Our producer is making this. It's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put the music at the end. It's gonna go way into the sixty minutes. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO5CC number on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9 to 5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.